the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. I'm in Chicago at the moment attending a conference. Uh, an NAR conference, which is the National Association of Realtors, and there's thousands of realtors from all over the country, and there's displays and new products, and uh, obviously it's a lot to learn and great to see new friends and old friends, too. I've known some of these people for God knows how long. Uh, back in the East Coast, my co-host, real estate attorney Jerry Feeney, is with us. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Dottie. And I'm so sure the, uh, Hi, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. Hi, Ace. Good morning. Yes. Hi, Jerry. And I want you to know, I don't know what it's doing there, but Chicago is absolutely freezing, and today there are torrential rains and thunderstorms. Oh, it's sunny oh, and mild. It's sunny and uh, yeah. 70 degrees. Well, that's nice. I, 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 I haven't been Sorry. lucky. I love Chicago, but the last time I was here was a couple of weeks ago <laughs> attending something, and it was the same thing. Lots of thunder. Is the, uh, Dottie, is the convention a buzz with the tax reform uh, yeah. discussion? Well... Not really. <laughs> no, they should be. <laughs> Not really. There's just so many people here, and there's so many different displays um, and different uh, conferences and different speakers, and half the stuff, there's so many people here you can't even get into, even if mm-hmm. you're registered. Uh, but I, I did have, you know, I went to a dinner last night. I'm on the board of directors for the NAR, and they had... Uh, and this was really a privilege. I don't know if you guys know. Do you remember the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very good. Well, it's the story of Frank Abergale. Mm-hmm. And right. um, I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played him. Mm-hmm. And basically he was, um, he, he was there as a speaker. And he told the story that he was 16 years old and his parents were getting divorced. And he in the courtroom with his parents and the judge, he said, doesn't really look at him. Now, this is years ago. He must be about 70, so this is you know, a while back. I don't think they're that insensitive to children anymore, but the judge doesn't look at him, and he said, pick which parents you want to live with. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he couldn't do it. He started to cry, and he ran out of the courtroom, and he ran away at 16, never to return again. So he picked neither one. No, he never saw his father again because his father, you know, not too long after, maybe a couple of years later, died. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he was a young man, but he fell 
down some subway steps or something and died. And he hadn't seen his mother for seven years. And he went on. He had no money. He was 16, so he became an imposter. And if you remember the movie, I'm going to absolutely get it again. And he went on a spree of forgery uh, from the time he was 16 until he was arrested at 21. And then then he served time in Sweden and uh, France, which he said he was in jail. And he was, uh, you know, he, he was an imposter. He posed as a... A pilot. He cashed millions of checks fraudulently. He put, he took the bar exam and passed it. Uh, he was like a master of fraud. And when he got caught, he did some time, and then um, he had to do time in the United States. And the FBI thought he was a genius, so they said to get out of the rest of your jail time, you'd have to work for the FBI. In which he did, and it's 41 years later, and he's still working for the FBI. Wow. wow. And he tells you, it was just, I mean, you have to look him up. He tells you, and it's uh, Frank Abergale, A-B-E-R-G-A-L-E, and he tells you that how your identity is so easy to get today. Uh, all they need, and he says it's even easier with the technology, he said all they need is your place of birth, the date of birth, and the na- and, and, and your name. That's all anybody That's really needs. Love and he me. tells you that when you're on Facebook, you're on social media, do not. You shouldn't put that. You shouldn't put the school you graduated, like what year, mm. because they go back, they can check who your friends are, who you might, you know. And he said you should never, like if you're on social media and you're like putting a picture of yourself on, he said you should never put like a picture where it's just like your face is like kind of centered. It should be not centered, it should be a side pose, or it should be with a dog in it or some other person because they do that that way. And uh, he uh, said that it's, and he then, you know, he was saying that you have to shred everything. He said you even have to shred magazines that, you know, if you get a magazine that comes to you, which I would never, I don't shred much, but you should. They have a, a barcode on them. Oh. Wow. And that gives away your identity? Yes. Oh, lovely. Well, and he even talked about, about shredders, that they were ineffective. And he said the whole thing with, the, you know, with, you know, with all these co- companies, and I think, you know, where they have credit card numbers and they, they got the files. He said that you, if you call them now and say, you know, am I on a list? Did they get my credit? These guys are going to lay low for three or four years. You won't see anything happen until about three years from now. Oh, to make wow. you think that they don't. So, so you don't think it. you're safe if nobody's done anything. And he just tells you that, you know, it is, like, so easy. That's what he does for the FBI, and he, and he does speak about it. And it's uh, just an amazing story. And when you, and hmm. you look at him, he must be a genius. And I uh, was very lucky when I got in uh, to this dinner, which I was late for. I was just, they said, Dottie, we, and it was like thousands, like a lot of people there. He, they said, we put you right next to him. So I sat right next to him, and it's just incredible all the frauds he pulled off at 16, 17 years old. No, but he's reformed now, and now he's one oh, of the good guys. Oh, not only reformed. He says he lives with it on his conscience every day. Mm-hmm. He paid back all the money. He didn't have to, but he paid back all the money that he ever, you know, because he wrote, like, hundreds of bad checks and things he had to survive. And he's indebted to, you know, he said he'll live with it till the day he dies. He said, and he... uh He's with the FBI 41 years. Wow. That's amazing. 
and he said he's, you know, not happy about it, but he had to survive, and he's married. He said the woman he met changed his life, and he has three sons, and he tell, and it was just very interesting, and he was just saying to the men, if you're a real man, he said, you know, anybody can be a father. He said, but to be a dad, that's a whole different story. And he said, if you're a real man, he goes, really, it's about your family and your children. And that was the most important thing to him. And it was just incredible, his story and all the tips he told us. Um, and if you go on the site about, you know, how easy it is to get your information. And that is why, like, you know, when you put, went to this college, graduated this day, you really shouldn't put those things. Hmm. I didn't so know go on his site. I mean, you'll, you'll yeah. really, you'll really, really find it very interesting. I would, everyone, there was a lot of people there. Everyone, they sat kind of like on edge in what he was going to say next. The movie, so, the movie was I had great. to tell you a little about it. It was just yeah, unbelievable. Was right. So, you know, we've done an abbreviated show, everybody. Um, today is only an hour because of Syracuse, Florida State game. And it's coming up, so if you've got any questions, you've got to get them on early in the show. And you can give us a ring at 866-970-9662. Uh, you can also contact us at radioshow at element.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. I'll have to change those pictures to side views. Uh, <laughs> and first, a, a big thanks to Citizen Bank for supporting this show in this wonderful city where they do so much business. Um, did you know that you can open an account with Citizens Bank in just 10 minutes online? Just 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. okay. Or you can visit one of their more than 2,000 branches in the, all over the Northeast. And by the way, one other tip, don't use a debit card, he said. A debit Never card. Never okay. use a debit card. Use a credit card. Never use a debit card. If they get that, they can wipe you out yep. entirely. That, that I knew. Hmm. That's a good yeah. tip. That's a good tip, right? Yep. Now, you know, it's November already. It's starting to feel a little, well, I guess, you know, a little chilly. And did you know November is the most likely month for your car to collide with a deer? You have all now, kinds those of you, like, Gary, do you have deer where you are? <laughs> All over the place, all over the yeah, place, so everywhere. We have them too, and yeah. you have to be very careful because they lunge out. And they, and I didn't know that November there was more than normal, but there seem to be more people that uh, have accidents with deer. And so you have to be very careful if you're driving any place. You should always be careful uh, when it comes to if you're in an area that has deer, because they just come out, and sometimes you don't see them, and they could damage your car, they, you're going to have a bad accident. So, uh, But I guess it's mating season, and that's the reason. And tonight's the full moon, and I didn't know this, but deer are very romantic. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> they they really like full are. moons, huh? Okay. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. So, well, the moon last time anyhow, was spectacular. Anyhow, we don't want to screw up their love uh, affairs anyhow, so no, let them have no. fun. It's the last thing I'm going to do. Yeah. Later in the show, we're going to talk about what you would do to sweeten the real estate deal so your house would sell, and what would you do? And we'll have some ideas for you. And I don't know if you know, but November November is from the Latin word for nine. And it should have been the ninth month of the year, which it's not, but it should have been. And um, However, January and February, which were added to the calendar in 2,700 years ago. So I didn't know this, but January and, and uh, February were not part. It was like not 12 months, and they added them later on. 
and November got pushed to number 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if you're, <laughs> November's a good sign. I mean, I, you know, uh, some, some presidential elections are held every four years on the first Tuesday and first Monday of November. Many presidents were elected on November 4th over the years. Um, Justin Trudeau swore in as Canadian prime minister in 2015. And instead of a birthday horoscope, there's, you know, there's a horoscope for houses. Hmm. Um, so if today's birthday is a Scor- you're a Scorpio, which is, I think, a great sign. That's October 23rd to November 21st. As a secret of Scorpio, you don't mind home, a home that's a little dark, as long as you have some privacy from your neighbors. You may even lean into your dark side and choose an old home, especially one with a secret passageway, an intriguing history, and a nearby graveyard. Well... If I have yeah. time, if I have time, it's a short show, so I don't know if we'll have time, but we'll get, a, we'll get to do it for fun at one of our shows. Um, we have the ideal home for you based on your zodiac sign. Really? Hmm. Yes. Well, just give I, me your birthday, Jerry. You just had one. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a Libra. I'm on September 30th. Okay, so I'll just see if it works, and I'll just see, because okay. I have them all, and I don't think we have time to do them today, but you're a Libra, and I, yes, so you're patient, balanced, and inquisitive, you love having a beautiful home, (laughs) but you don't need to live in a mansion to be happy, you'll always put a home up to good use, not necessarily for working, but for designing a, a garden, creating household budgets, or planning vacations, and that's what it says about a Libra. Yeah, that's pretty much true, except for the patient part. Uh, you heard a snicker of that one. We'll get around to doing that as, as, mm-hmm. as you know, when we have a longer show. But we only have an hour today, so I don't know if we have time. Do you know that people are buying homes in the United States at the fastest rate in 30 years? Um, the typical house on the market is just three weeks. Now, I think at an average, we would tell clients, you know, this is over the years, an average amount of time that you could expect your house to be on a market was like three months, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes even six months. And, you know, the houses are just, and apartments are just going away so fast because there's very little inventory. Now, obviously, the higher the price, the longer it's going to take to market it because the higher the price for the market, the less customers, not as many customers. But buyers right. are snatching up homes in the U.S. at the fastest pace in 30 years. And that statistic comes from the NAR, which I'm at now, which also found that 42% of the buyers paid at least the listing price for their home, the highest percentage since 2007. So that means that people are paying the asking price. You know, they're not – and the reason probably – well, the reason is because there's not a lot of inventory. So if you don't want it for the price, somebody else will buy it. Yeah, I see a lot of full ask offers lately. Yeah, well, you, you're doing all those deals. You must. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, this acceleration is happening along with the, the. We're still seeing a decline in inventory as the number of properties on the market went down for the 28th consecutive month. Wow. Yeah. That's so basically, it's supply and demand. And we have, and this is pretty much all across the United States. I mean, I'm sure there's some pockets where you don't see that, but for the most part, um, you have what we call a, a seller's market, I would think, where because the supply is, the demand is greater than the supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, some experts have attributed the housing shortage to slow home construction, which, at least in our area, I don't think that's the, 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 that's the problem. While others just, it's a sign of up-and-coming, you know, uh, of millennials. Now, Lawrence John, who is the chief NAR chief economist, he's here at this uh, NAR thing, and mm-hmm. he says that the American dream of home ownership remains elusive, as as the figures show that they that there really is not enough supply of homes to satisfy the desire to own. That there's so many people that want to own, but the desire is there, but they don't have enough inventory, and because inventory is so low, it pushed home prices up by 48% from the low point in 2011. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's a big number. Now, we're talking national, everyone. Right. So don't, it doesn't mean your home went up 48%. Okay. <laughs> but we're talking nationally. In 2011, I guess the recession, what would you say, Jerry and Ace? It was 2006, 2007, 2007. Well, I mean, I think we hit the height of the market around 2008, and then we were in full-blown recession in, in 9 and 10, 9 right? 10. 9 mm-hmm. and 10 is big. Yeah, so in 2011... Now wait. Now that the, the prices are up by forty-eight percent from two thousand and eleven. Now don't remember though. In two thousand eleven, prices had dropped because we were into the recession. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean you know. It means that you probably are at least even with what your house was before the recession. But it says wage growth over the same period has only risen fifteen percent. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that wages are not keeping up. In this recovery, yeah, that's the thing. So when you look at jobs, and they give you job numbers, and I guess, and I know the job numbers are good, and that's plus. It's better than them being negative. But what you really have to look at is what are the jobs and how much are they paying, mm-hmm. and also the people. And Jerry, you always would say this: the people that really are permanently on they 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 went on unemployment, then they probably are out of the job market. They can't, and they gave up. Yeah, we see a lot of that. That people right? have just given up looking, absolutely. And so they don't count anymore. I think they only count them while they're how long right. do they while count they're while they're unemployment? While they're actively looking for a job. Once they stop actively looking, they don't count they as unemployed. Yeah. Oh. So that's the story which is I guess good and bad. Um the good news is that we are g- gaining jobs. Um and hopefully we'll start to see them wages go up. And as far as houses, um, as I said, three weeks. I mean, that is that is incredibly. That's, in, yeah, that's really quick. I'm shocked at that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And that's why I tell everybody on the show that if you and I tell everyone that I know, if you want to get an apartment, you know, you you really have to know prices. You really have to be ready to make a move. Because anything that's priced decently isn't going to stay on the market because there's not a whole lot on it. So you really have to be ready to make a move. And the more you know, the better I think it is. So this way you feel, hey, you know, I do know the market. I just had a friend of mine, and her mom was giving her the money, and she, you know, she has a house someplace else. She's getting a pied-à-terre in the city. And, you know, her mother had a look, and her mother, you know, is, of course, Coming to the suburbs and seeing the city, like she was shocked. And Things so we showed overpriced. them a lot of stuff, and then I sent them lots of comps and lots of comps to show them what's sold, and then I made them go to see some of them. 
Um, and uh, they bought within like three weeks, but it was really educating them to the market. To, so they, you know, and I sometimes you have to lose some things before you know. Dottie, I think right. we have a break coming up. Okay, we'll be right back after the uh, after our commercial break. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with Sal Albanese, former city council member and 2017 New York mayoral candidate. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. Are you looking for a radio show that gives you straight talk, common sense, and the facts? Are you looking for a media outlet which offers all points of view? If the answer is yes, then listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8.30 right here on AM 970, The Answer. The Cats Roundtable is hosted by John Katsimatidis, a successful businessman who came to this country as an immigrant and built a multi-billion dollar business empire. He's met presidents, world leaders, governors, mayors, congressmen, state legislators, and you'll hear them all on the Cats Roundtable. Republicans, Democrats, independents, conservatives, liberals, and everything else you can imagine. You won't just hear their take on the news. You'll hear them make the news. Whether it's local, national news, or international news, you can read about it in the newspaper on Monday. But hear it first on the Cats Roundtable. Sunday mornings at 8.30, right after Murano in the morning. Only on AM 970, The Answer. The IRS doesn't mess around. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. If you owe back taxes, call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Don't delay. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-364-9188. 800-364-9188. Optima Tax Relief. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice? Don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-601-0289. That's 800-601-0289. 800-601-0289. Nearly two months ago, Puerto Rico was ravaged by Hurricane Maria. Still today, millions do not have power and lives are at risk due to the lack of clean water and unsafe living conditions. Thousands of families are homeless and in desperate need of hope and help. AM570, The Mission, Food for the Poor, and local churches all across Puerto Rico are responding with love, and you get to be a part. Your loving gift of $200 will help fill a shipping container with help and hope. 
Help in the form of non-perishable food, clean water, medicines, hygiene supplies, blanket tarps, propane stoves, flashlights, batteries, baby diapers, and so much more. And hope, because these items are distributed through over 300 local churches, so they come hand-in-hand with the love of Jesus. Every gift sends help and hope. But we're hoping you'll consider sending $200 to show love to Puerto Rico. Give now by calling 855-907-HOPE. That's 855-907-4673. From your cell phone, you can dial pound 250 and say the keyword hope. Or you can give online at am570themission.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. Uh, I'm here with Jerry, our financial expert, and, I mean, excuse me, our legal expert, and Ace, our financial expert, but we're all kind of overall kind of know the whole business. I mean, we're just not the experts, but we're a great team. And we're talking about homeowner rates and how the typical house across the United States of America is selling in three weeks. And that's because there's very little inventory and there certainly is bigger a bigger demand than supply. And another reason, again, the NAR says is that homeowners aren't moving as, as frequently across the country as they have in previous years. And that's making it even harder for renters to enter the market. And they're staying in their homes a medium rate of 10 years. Now, I don't know why seven years comes to my mind that it used to be seven years. Um, and that's the highest level that since the NAR began to track that, which hmm. was in 1985. Yeah. I think the reason I... people aren't moving is that there is little inventory available and prices are still rising to record levels. So as a result, homeowners are renovating their homes and sticking around, which is making it even more difficult for renters or first-time buyers or people to really enter the market. Are you seeing that, Ace? Are you seeing that, Jerry? Yeah, I think that's the biggest attribute um, to the um, inventory being so low right now, which is, you know, most of the interesting statistic is that most of the baby boomers actually own most of the equity in the real estate market today, and, and they're not really moving. And that's the reason why there's not a lot of resales. So right, there's, they're there's not a lot doing of what their mm-hmm. parents did, which is the World War II generation, where they retired and moved to a little small place somewhere, right? They're not. They're not. They're, they're staying, not. They're renovating. So it's, and uh, they want to retire. And they, they're, they're not retiring at that early. And even if they do, they still want a great place that their kids and their families will come. So they're staying put, and they're not moving. So that makes inventory uh, even tighter. And right now, and again, this is a national number, so it's across the country. It's not specific for your area, but it's about this on the average across the country. There's approximately four months' worth of supply of homes across all price brackets. And six months' worth of supply is what the economists consider to be normal. Hmm. So it's low. So at four, we're less than normal. So I thought that was an interesting. Remember, if you have any questions, we only have an hour show, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, you know, I'm very sad by this, even though life goes on and it happened to the plaza. Uh, But the Waldorf Astoria is set to finally begin massive renovations, which we all know. You guys all know that. But the historic Waldorf Astoria Hotel, which has been shuttered since March, 
is awaiting a massive two billion dollar renovation, and it's finally hired a demolition crew to begin. Excuse me, <coughs> I think I'm coming down with something. It's it's mm. to begin at the project next month. Why and sources they... say that executives were blindsided by Adbank's move to convert most of there's there's 1,413 room buildings to condominiums. So he's going to convert them mostly to condominiums. It's a huge um, building, yeah. Huge. Yes, but there was never a hint that they would shut the Waldorf down and conduit. The world the Waldorf is the grandest hotel in the world. But last fall, he said that he would convert just 321 rooms into condos, leaving 840 hotel rooms. But subsequently, insiders say, Adbank turned the plan upside down, slashing the rooms allotted to the hotel to between 350 and 400. <clears throat> I guess because so, the market changed, yeah. Yeah, so basically the Waldorf is really going to be mostly condos. There won't be many hotel rooms. Yeah, that's sad. It is a good And um, the, the move, you know, has reduced the Waldorf. So, and this, and by the way, the Waldorf is where every United States president, except for Trump, mm-hmm. has stayed since Herbert Hoover, um, you know, since that time. I mean, every, it's like just known that's where the presidents stay. And I love I mean, the Waldorf. I mean, did I do you? Too. I mean, did yeah, you yeah. guys love it? I mean, it? In, in fairness to him. Trump, I'm not yeah. but his the defender, but... Ambang, the Chinese insurance giant that owns the 86-year-old landmark, has stayed silent after boarding up the building in March. Yeah. And there's been some delays involving Chinese real estate groups because of the stricter requirements and a lockdown on Chinese capital flowing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, Trump doesn't stay there because he's got the Trump Tower right down mm-hmm. the street with his own Right, well, he has his own hotel. And his apartment. By the way, there's a Trump. I mean, I'm not staying in it, but there's a Trump here in Chicago. I see right looking at it from mm-hmm. my window. Uh, so, no, that's why he doesn't stay there. But, you know, that happened to the uh, plaza when they converted that. Right, right. Now, I, you know, I don't think they converted. I don't know. They still have hotel rooms. I don't know. I don't know the mix they have. But I know when they converted, it lost something. I don't know what I think it lost. I mean, I remember that they still have the tea room. But remember, they had the, uh, oh, what was the bar? The Oak That's, Room? Well, Trader, Trader Vic's and the Oak Bar and, I mean, the great bars and the, and the great bars. I don't think Trader Vic's is there anymore, right? I don't think no, so. it's that whole thing, like, in London, yeah. there's all that food court. Yep, yep. Times have changed. What can you do? Yeah. So, I mean, so but life goes on. So that's, well, we'll wait to see how that becomes. But it's, uh, under, it's really under renovations now. And you know what? I found something really interesting. You know, we do open houses all the time. You know that. I mean, yeah, everyone knows you see open houses all over the place. And it was, you know, and uh, obviously people go to open houses, you know, and see, and it's a very good thing to do. You don't have pressure. You just go in and you can see what prices, what homes are on the market, and you can see a bunch of them at one time if you schedule it right. And uh, so we were trying. I was trying to figure out how did we, how did open houses become a standard in American real estate? Was there ever a time when they didn't exist? Well, of course there had to be a time when they didn't exist. And whose idea was it? Does anyone know? No, but I think they've been around for a long time. Is my guess. Yes, you're right. It turns out that the open house is a tradition that started over a century ago. Wow. Okay, in the 19th, in like 1910, around there, the first recorded open house was held. 
And I wanted to say it was my idea. <laughs> yeah, well, close. Okay. Uh, you weren't around that long ago. No, no, I can't, but I'm just saying then called for, they called it open for inspections. Okay. They didn't call it open okay. houses. They called it open for inspections. And these events often span days and sometimes even weeks. So instead of having, like, you know, an open house on a Sunday, they would right. have an open inspection. It could be, like, three weeks, and you would have three weeks, you know, or something to just go see and inspect the house. No, and no, primarily no they were used to show new homes at first. Um, these homes inspections gave the public an opportunity to see some of the new architectural concepts, such as kitchen layouts and convenient technologies. Can you imagine in 1910, such as electric lighting? It was a wow. big thing. And the builders were incorporating new, into new homes after World War One. Homes would be open daily from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. until a buyer was found. And brokers spent all day at the home, so they could represent only one listing at a time. Now, let's go and see what we tell our brokers. Yeah, right. So can, can you imagine? imagine? One, Stay there all day at the at uh, open house. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's a great way to see a lot of property. I mean, it, it's definitely very, very popular still. It definitely was a good Right, idea. it's very popular. But the brokers spent from 9 to 9 there. Yeah. No, so I mean, that was have... all they could do, because if you had two listings, how could you do it? Yep. Couldn't yeah. do it. Well, now yeah, they're like, so what, two or three hours? and like Three hours you know. max. Yeah. And then there's. in 1925, a broker from Fort Wayne, Indiana, who's had a brand-new sales idea, and he had this big idea, and you know what his idea was? What? To show homes that were completely furnished, like what we call oh, staging. staging, okay. So they didn't call it staging, but... It was. It, it first started in 1925. Another great idea, because boy, does it make yeah. a difference. And in 1950, the terminology changed from open to inspection to open house. So it didn't change those words until the 50s. And Sunday became the standard open house day. It's difficult to pinpoint why. Well, it might have something to do with uh, the blue laws, which we mm -hmm. had, those of you who are too young to remember. Uh, there was a time in New York where Sunday, look, when I was a kid, I hated Sunday. I said, look how boring. Nothing's open. Yeah. Can't buy beer. Like you have to do nothing. Yep. It's like you're a kid. Like, who, stores weren't allowed to be open. You couldn't get liquor. Not that you would as a kid. But you really, there was nothing to do. And Sunday was kind of a day of rest, Relaxing really. and resting. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I think we have a question. So that's why it was a good open house day. Because sure. you have nothing else to do. Why not go mm. to open houses? Yeah. Are we getting a commercial break now? Yes, we are. Yes. Okay. So, anyhow, I think that's a, a neat thing. And we'll be right back. I'm going to tell you with what a million dollar buys you across the United States in a few places. We'll be right back after the break. New York has the finest. New York has the bravest. And now for the first time on AM 970 New York, has the boldest hour. Tune in every Sunday morning at 11 for Bold Talk and Bold Ideas with your host, Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Elias Husamidin. Elias will cover topics that affect New York City correction officers, the public, and New York City officials. Don't miss Koba's The Boldest Hour, Sunday mornings at 11, here on AM 970, The Answer. 
balance of nature's fruits and veggies. By the time I reached uh, one year period, uh, I had lost two inches off my waist, and I lost uh, 17 pounds. I think they're part of the reason that I was able to shake 10 pounds, and I think because of the support, nutritional support. My blood pressure significantly is so low now compared to what it was. I think I'm doing great with it. You've got a good product. It's just amazing. What are you waiting for? Good health is only a phone call away. Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Call 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. That's promo code THEANSWER. Order today. An important message from Medicare. It's Medicare Open Enrollment, now through December 7th. Time to go online and look at all your Medicare plan choices. Like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Look for lower costs, more benefits. I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better? Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Mom, what company did you use for your new blinds? We used Blinds.com. Easy and affordable. Plus, they'll send you free samples, and every order gets free shipping. Wow, okay. They even remade our blinds for free because we didn't measure correctly the first time. Perfect. Thanks, Mom. Smiley face. Now through November 7th, when you go to Blinds.com or call 1-888-4-BLINDS, you'll save up to 35% off everything, plus an additional 5% with promo code SHUTTERS. That's Blinds.com, promo code SHUTTERS. Rules and restrictions apply. I am over the moon about the MyPillow.com buy one, get one free special. It is back. Mike Lindell, the extraordinary guy who invented this incredible pillow, which is the best pillow I've ever slept on in my life, has brought back the buy one, get one free. It's real simple. First of all, why is this pillow so special? The secret is in the patented fill that Mike invented over 10 years ago. The pillow never goes flat during the night. stays nice and cool. You can throw it in the washer and the dryer whenever you want, keeping it free from allergens. Go to MyPillow.com and enter the promo code MikeG. You'll be able to buy one MyPillow and get the second one absolutely free. Get it for a loved one. Get an extra one for your spouse. MyPillow.com, promo code MikeG or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Use the promo code MikeG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code MikeG. Are you a business owner, marketer, or entrepreneur? Do you want to outperform your competition with digital advertising but don't know how? Then tune in to the Isaac Rodansky Show, Winning with Digital Advertising. Join Isaac, number one best-selling instructor and founder of AdVenture Media, one of New York's fastest-growing digital agencies, as he interviews world-famous marketing experts and answers all your questions about growing your business online. Catch it Sunday afternoons at 2 on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And I remember when Jerry and I first started this show. How many years ago is it, Jerry? Um, about eight now, I think. Eight. 
And they told us, well, you have to have two hours. And we said, two hours? Yeah, are Dottie you kidding? Sure she could talk for two hours. <laughs> what are we going to say? What are we yeah. going to talk about you for two hours? thought you out of things to say. That's so long. And now <laughs> it's coming to the end of the hour, and I'm like, my God, it went so quick. Feels like we didn't even get started yet, exactly. <laughs> I know. Just warming up. So I was just saying, and then we'll, I want to talk a little about the mortgage rates, but here's, um, we, you know, I'll just pick a few examples. If you take a million dollars, okay, because I'm in Chicago, and if you're at the Ritz-Carlton or any of these condos, um, there's a lot of condo hotels. Trump is a condo hotel. The Ritz-Carlton is. Um, there's a lot of them. Uh, and I could say that the same apartment in New York City like could be like, so much more. And mm-hmm. in New York, if the listing price is nine ninety five, okay, so it's under a million, you would get 822 square feet. So if those, and I don't want to target women, but sometimes I'm not good with square footage. And in the suburbs, they don't put square footage down. That's just in the city. So they just put rooms. But 822, 822, how, how big would you say that is, Jerry? Like, how would you describe that if you don't know footage? Um, it, I would describe it as a, 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 a studio apartment, just an uh, average-sized studio apartment, um, maybe a, a, a living room in the suburbs with a little bit more, I think. Well... In New York, it's not that's huge. a suburb, it's not huge. okay, yeah. you get 822 for about a million dollars, and that's really a studio apartment. Yeah. You're lucky yeah. if you have a bedroom. Uh, and that's like, tw- it boils out to $1,210 a foot. Now, in Chicago, for a million dollars, you would get 2,300 uh, square feet, which is a nice size. That's a big apartment. From yeah. 822 to 2,300. Now, in L.A., for a million dollars, you would get fourteen oh seven. So that's bigger than New York mm-hmm. by almost. Well, not double, but almost. almost. And uh, then I'll just pick. Uh, well, I'll pick uh, like say Miami, which if you go to Miami, you would get for a million dollars almost twenty eight, twenty nine hundred square feet, which is again a nice size. San Francisco, you would get eleven hundred square feet. So it looks like New York is the highest. And let's pick on Detroit again. Detroit, if you had a million dollars to spend, you could get a mansion at 5,023 feet. You know, Dottie, I, I, hear, I hear Detroit is um, definitely regentrifying. So. Oh, it De- really is. And I make yeah. fun of it all the time. And I have a friend that owns a, a, a company. It's been in the family for 100 years. And it's, you know, in Detroit. And I remember making fun of it. Jerry and I would say, oh, you could buy a house for $50 there. And they couldn't sell them. No, and I by the way, if it. you bought a house, <laughs> and I would say, like, if you want to be a big shot and you go out and you want to tell the girl, what do you do? And they say, say, I'm a land, I'm a tycoon, real estate. I own 10 houses. Don't tell them you paid $50 for them. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, um, well, we, you know, those people who did go out and buy made a lot of money. So. Yep. This goes to show yep, you, they did. real estate, you have to be able to hold. hold. It's, a very, it's a very cool town now, Detroit. It's There's a lot very of cool. in Detroit. Yeah. And, and that's really what's happening to all the urban areas. They're regenifying mm-hmm. them. And, and, the, and, the, and the millennials want to be in those kind of areas. They want to be with mm-hmm. you know, villages and they can walk yeah. to things. And there's, uh, you know, restaurants and bars and, and parks. And, the, and it doesn't close up at 7 o'clock. Yes, exactly. So that's you know that's kind of what you have to rise to try to get your town to do. 
Uh, so what's new in the mortgage? Ace, anything? Um, right Up, now, down, rates same. Went, rates went up slightly a little bit. So we're at 4.125% for a 30-year fix. But, I mean, you know, if if the listeners are, are listening, you know, really, I mean, this is the perfect time to take advantage and, and really – uh, knowledge is power. Um, I would say inquire if you feel as if you can't qualify. Um, there is always an option for you. I can tell you FHA, you know, they're accepting credit scores of 580 now. You know, before it was 620. Now it's 580. So um, please inquire if, if you're in the market to either refinance or purchase. Um, there's no perfect time. Uh, banks are, And how do they reach you, Ace? How like do they reach you? Oh, just email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com. Pretty simple compared to my last name. So. And by the way, anybody that does, you know, feel free. You don't have to be buying. Matter of fact, it's probably ideal to call before you're ready to buy anything um, so that you know what you need to do, you know what you have, and, you, you know, you have everything in order, mm-hmm. and your credit's checked. So you don't have to have and There's no obligation to do anything. No, so just None. And we'll always, and Ace is great, and his team, and at Citizens Bank, they're there all the time, and they will just spend whatever time you need just to get you up to so you know what your credit score mm-hmm. is, you know what you need, you know what you can afford to buy. And also that helps you when you negotiate a house because you've had that all taken care of. Definitely. Also, also Dottie, being in, in the New York marketplace where prices are so high, just remember that the that, that whole notion of having 20% down is, is no longer. Um, today, you can actually qualify up to, up to $2 million loan amount by just putting 10% down. So just remember that. you know. Okay. The- we have a short show, but I'd like to next week talk a little about, yeah. you know, maybe with you and Jerry, about the pros and cons of, like, let's say you have the money to put down. Do you put more money down? Do you put less? You know, now if you don't have it, it's great to know that you can buy because I think it's a, I think people still think you have to put 20% down. Exactly. So I, I'd like to like kind of explore the pluses and negatives about yeah. putting more money down if you have it next, if we could talk about that next week. Um, Jerry, I have a question for you. Yes. What do you think of this from a legal standpoint? Now, if your landlord changes the front lock to what they call I don't, a key fob system. Yep. Okay, now I didn't know too much about this, but I guess they can track you then. So if your building is rent stabilized and the lock on the lobby door was recently switched from a regular key to an electronic key fob system, which means that many tenants may not know uh, that the, the key fob systems are increasing popular tool in the building owner's arsenal to try to track the coming and going of renters. Mm-hmm. And there's small plastic discs that attach to the keychain. And the technology allows residents to buzz in, into buildings, work much like the key cards community uses in offices buildings. And uh, what do you think about this? Once the I system is in place, it's a unique identifier that the system can log every time it's used. Yeah. I think it's perfectly acceptable. I don't think anybody's going to succeed in um, overruling a, a, a landlord on that. Landlords generally, you know, have the discretion to put, you know, new locks in for security reasons. And as, as long as the primary motivation wasn't to infringe on privacy, it's really not because you're coming and going into a public building as a is a public event. You know, it's open to the public. They could put a camera there just the same way. I think it's perfectly acceptable. And frankly, I think it's reasonable. I mean, look, if people are using rent-stabilized apartments, if they've got one and they're not using it, then you should give it up and let somebody else who needs it use it, in my opinion. And you really can't give it to somebody else, can you? 
No, no, you can't give it. To, I mean, you can sublet it for a couple of years if your intention is to return. But if no, your intention but you can't give the key to somebody else. Right, right. Yeah, you can't give the key to somebody else. Exactly. And in, in a way, it's a good security reason because they can know who's coming in and out. And Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, some reasons for staying. You know, you, you can you can find. You'll know if somebody entered your house. I don't know how they would get the key because I don't think you could just give someone your key or maybe I, I... Well, you can't duplicate it either, you know, so it's it's definitely a more secure method. Um, I, I think it's a good idea, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's a good idea too. And I think it's really also for security reasons, it really helps all the people in the building know who's coming in and out. I mean, and know yep. that not just some, some vagrant or somebody who's just coming in the building who doesn't really belong there is there. Right. Yeah. And it's not, so, you know, a yeah, bed, uh, bed and breakfast uh, or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I, think I like it's it. a good thing. Do you know, we, you know, we don't have much time, but do you realize that it's five years after Sandy? And uh, it's, it's actually five That's years amazing. ago. It, yesterday yeah. marked the fifth year anniversary of Superstorm Sandy. Wow. It was, right, and it was on storm, Halloween. That yeah. storm, you know, we talk about what happened in Florida and Puerto Rico, but that storm... Um, that we experienced left neighborhoods throughout the five boroughs flooded, mass transit inoperable, and the visual striking sight of lower Manhattan in darkness. And ultimately, the city would sustain $19 billion worth of damage. Wow. You know, I think, you know, we have pretty short memories, but if you remember, and um, a lot of money floated to federal grants for recovery and investments continue to surge into development projects in some of the areas that were hardest hit by the storm. And uh, I think they're still working on areas, okay? Uh, the infrastructure repairs are still underway, but yet development continues in the flood plan. And, of course, and I think uh, the governor also said they have new building codes. Right. You know, uh, as part of the effort to avoid some of the issues that damaged buildings and imperiled people in the aftermath of Sandy, the city issued new building codes in 2013. Yeah. And new requirements include emergency lighting in hallways and stairwells and working forces on lower floors, which can ensure that residents in higher floors whose plumbing fails due to a power outage can get water elsewhere in their building. And on the suburbs, you know, many of the homes that were on the water that were wiped out or that once really had to be set back more, had to have higher, they had to be rebuilt with higher stilts. And so, because they didn't want to repeat it again. And in many ways, that's why it took so long. I think it's still, um, you know, it's still, it's still going on. But when you live, you know, and I remember people saying of oh, the press was on it. Oh, no, people are not going to buy anymore. People are not going to buy, especially, you know, some of the suburbs like Long Island and some of the Jersey waterfronts and Long right. Beach. And they were wiped out, and people said, no one's going to buy anymore. You know, the press, they love to dramatize everything. And I said, listen, there'll be some people who just don't want to deal with it, but most people who like water like water, and they want to be around it. Always um, And so they're rebuilt, and a lot of it's rebuilt already and better and to different codes and standards that are safer. And actually, though, in some areas it's still still going on, but it's hard to believe it's five years. It really is. I, yeah. yeah, I still can't believe it. It's five years, and right by the studio, Dottie, I don't know if you remember, there were there were people in, in like, body suits. I remember <laughs> broadcasting from yeah. Sandy. They told me not to come in. All the lines were down. I begged. I begged. 
I begged an operator at the studio, like I said, to let me have one line, and I pub and I gave all of the locations of our offices that had electricity and power. I gave them all out. I put a big ad in the papers with where they were located, and I said, if you need to charge your phone or get some heat because it was cold, if I recall correctly, then go to any of our offices. And a man called in, and I will get his name. He called in the show, and he said to me, I have a helicopter company in the Hamptons. I'm donating helicopters and my pilots for the the rest of the week for three days, and we will get supplies out to whoever needs them. And people donated generators mm-hmm. and clothes. And really, Douglas Elliman, all, we really all worked together to try to help. We were actually some of the first people that helped. And that was all from somebody from a radio show that a man called in, and he said, I have a helicopter company. I will help. And, uh, you know, that's one thing about New York is they're resilient. And, of course, I, I don't want to end on a, a bad note, but, of course, the, the, the terrorist attack that we had. Um, I'm in Chicago, so everyone said, gee, you know, you know, everyone okay, and how, and they said, but you know, that's New York. They bounced back, they had their parade, they didn't let anything get to them, and whether it was 9-11, whether it was Hurricane Sandy, uh, whether it was this, terrorist, I mean, New Yorkers are very resilient, and they're just great. I mean, they just, they're like, you know, hey, no one's going to really stop us. We're going to stay here, and we're going to fight for the place that we love to live. Wouldn't you say that? Yes, I I just wish we didn't have to keep being so resilient. I mean, that was just heartbreaking the other day when that happened. Just heartbreaking. Oh, oh, yes, it was. It was really hard Hard to believe that people can do that to each other. But I I sent you a text, actually. I know you did, and and it was very sweet of you. Um, I I wasn't down in that area, but um, some people that I knew were, and I was very worried for a little while. But thank God they were okay. But you know, five people that were here from Argentina on a high school reunion all killed. I mean, it was just it was just horrible. I I cannot imagine how people can do that to each other. I really can't. Very I know, I know, but I mean, on 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 a bright note, that's what I love about New Yorkers. They, you know, they really stay out there, and they just um, they have a will to be where they love. Mm-hmm. And 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 in many ways, sometimes a horrible thing like that really unites people. And again, there were some heroes like the. That, that young rookie that really yes. didn't even know it was an attack. He thought it was an accident. Yeah. And so... Um, a good police officer. Yeah, I just want to say, like, you know, be safe, be happy. And to all the New Yorkers who really, you guys are all great. And we love you. And that's why we love New York City. So have a wonderful rest of the weekend. And we'll be back next week, I believe, with a very full show. Have a good week, Donnie. You too. Bye. Bye, guys. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.